We're rolling. Oh. We're rolling. Yes. Hello, and welcome to Crimes Against Food. I am Gloria Lind. That was really certain. Um, I'm Mia Steele. I had a, <laughs> I had a moment of doubt halfway through. I was like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. Did you notice the certain the the slight doubt? Just I am, and then suddenly <laughs> Gloria Lind. Start getting all existential on us, uh, Gloria. Am I Gloria Lind? Uh, <laughs> yes. Don't fall off your chair. This is actually our bi our bi- our biannual episode of Crimes Against. Food. Don't say that. <laughs> we're going to do this. I know we we, we always do it. we promise ourselves that we're going to do it more often. We are though because yeah. I like this so much. It's so much fun. I know. I know. It's it's a good, and I hope I hope you people listening enjoy it too. Mm. I know you do. I know you do. You filth mongers. No, oh, actually, sorry, that was we... wrong. I know. You I always go know. too far with it. Yes, Did so you have a bad pint or something, Gloria? No. I am Gloria, you filth mongers. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I think I just had a... And you know what it is. I've had a cup of coffee. And frankly, <laughs> we all know where that leads. <laughs> it leads to Gloria gambling at tin to the dozen very quickly. Oh, lovely. Saying inappropriate things. So you should be all be in for a hoot. <laughs> oh, gosh. Except, actually, we, for this episode, we've kind of selected a bit of... um. Well, I think it's a topic that could be, it, it could be reasonably controversial. We, yeah. we, we could, could be not that cheerful, actually. No, I don't think it's going to be. And I, I can't really see a way out of it. I feel like we're willingly walking into a mire. I know, that, I know. You can't tie the ends up with this kind of thing, Nina, because it is too big. It is too big. Topic. It might be, have to be obesity mark, mark one. So, yeah, the topic. Food. And wait, because frankly, you can't make a food podcast without acknowledging that the calories which you consume through the medium of food, eventually you eat less, they're going to have an impact on you. You eat more, they're going to have an impact on you. This is one of the kind of, it's just one of the immutables. Water is wet, rocks are hard, food fuels you and if you eat more of it, it makes more of you. The yeah. end. I, I can't really, you know. There's, there's no other way to put it. That's You're making me feel really trippy. I just, I, I feel sort of. You just said water is wet, rocks are hard. I, I don't know what to do. I think. I, are you having a revelation, Mia? I think I might have to have a little cry. <laughs> you, you, you've really weakened me, Gloria. No, the full, the full <laughs> quote of that saying is: "Water is wet, rocks are hard, whether you like it or not." Right. <laughs> you know, you can feel happy about that. You can feel sad about that. Oh, gosh. But at the end of the day, they are going to remain in that way. Yeah, of course. Just, you know, just whether you know, I might have opinions on gravity, but. It's, <laughs> But whether I whether I have these opinions on gravity, it's still going to be the fact that gravity exists. I think we need to talk seriously about your medication needs after this. <laughs> I have no medication needs. I feel like seeing it all clearly, very clearly, <laughs> clearly, clearly, clearly. Gosh, um, I need to stop saying that. But it's really it does express how transfixed I am right now. Gosh, gosh. Um, it's okay i don't really know how to talk about this i think it's i mean i've got quite sort of complex food issues anyway and i think like most people well most people i know within my sort of female circle anyway have really peculiar food habits and well i think we were saying earlier that actually so you know there's no such thing as normal eating 
And actually, most people, or there is such a thing as normal eating, but most people have some funny quirk about their relationship with food. Some people, most people might even walk around with it with not a thought in their head about food. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, some people, quite a lot of people, when you kind of dig dig underneath the surface at a certain rate, you realise that everyone's got these strange rules about what you can eat and what you can't eat and views about what foods are good and what foods are bad and when in the day I can eat and when in the day I shouldn't eat and, you know, making bargains with yourself and what have you. And so, yeah, I think I think this is we just we we live in this world of abundance and slight food craziness. Yeah, I think so. Definitely. I think I think we just negotiate that. I think that's one of the things, particularly if you live in a post-industrial Western kind of stable democracy. Mm-hmm. That's just one of the things that we we're, we're here to uh, we're here to negotiate. Now, one of the things that sparked this off for me was right. this: the brilliant um, BBC website has this um, at the moment, which is round about July, um, has this uh, little little tool here that where you can enter, you can find out your BMI, and then kind of compare it globally. And I was absolutely fascinated with this because it's I think we we all have our personal relationship with our weight and how we think about the things and and you know you can talk about the average or what's an acceptable BMI and yes I know about the limitations of BMI i.e if you lift a lot of weights then you know really don't pay any or you're an athlete don't pay any attention to BMI but um it was just really interesting because what this little little tool does it's called nicely where you are on the global fat scale mm-hmm. which you know frankly is getting to the point you know there's a <laughs> when i saw this i thought they were literally going to kind of put me in a row of <laughs> no, so sort of I. cartoonishly fat bodies <laughs> and go you you're here the red one fourth from, fourth from the end just behind the whale Venezuela. yeah yeah <laughs> but what it is is it it compares average bmis across the entire globe for mm-hmm. where statistics are available and kind of shows where you are in relation to everything else so apparently i have the average bmi of someone from papua new guinea lovely i know delightful that's really nice it is it i is. mean i hear wonderful things about having you i know i'm quite happy about it i feel quite exotic i could i could if i went kind of worn up i'd have the average bmi of someone from ukraine so there you go i'm oh. papua new guinea or the ukraine and um, i have the average no not the um i have the bmi of uh, a mali woman uh, of, of of my age and exotic build. yeah Oh, it, it makes me feel more more exotic. Yeah, yeah. you know, here I am. I'm from and yet, in one sense, it just does, and it just enhances my blandness. way? <laughs> <laughs> here I am, wishing, wishing I had any kind of exotic traits at yeah. all. Yeah, that pale face, met- suffering through a rainy British summer. Oh yeah, oh, can God. we just tell you? It's been so rainy. I thought I was going to have to build an ark. Now, I know that some parts of the world are experiencing a heat wave right now. It has rained for two months non-stop. Two months. Honestly, there, I think yeah. there's been a couple of days where it didn't rain. Yes, and it was magical. It was magical, <laughs> really beautiful. But uh, uh, yeah, if you have any 
heat. Just send it. Actually, yeah, you know what? A clear it. sky? Just send it our way. That would be fine. It would be right lovely, now. wouldn't it? I mean, the really great news is that winter will be here soon. I know. It's great, isn't it? So uh, <laughs> by this time, ne- say say that next summer's really nice and, and it comes around. We'll have had sort of dismal, damp winter weather for about 18 months about 18 months i know this is like this is the uk Yay. we've got three months where we actually get a shot at sunshine God. no wonder we overeat <laughs> no wonder we like chocolate and crisp because frankly what are you to do it's miserable like you need to sit in and watch dvd box sets and cram lots of goodies in yeah so we we think that we're kind of aware that you eat food yeah. you love food you have a relationship with food Fat and obesity is a big old combustible pot of a topic. It's 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 fat. It's, it, obesity, particularly, is a it's a political issue. It's a personal issue. It's yeah. an emotional issue. It's a medical issue. It's it, it's all of those things. So we we're, we're just kind of, as Mia said earlier, wandering blindly in. Yeah. And, not? I th- and I think our way into it is, I think we, the only way we can make any sense of this is, this, is to uh, is to look at this through the prism of our own relationships and with food and weight. Yeah. Because that's the only way to make sense of it, really. I mean, I can... I feel peculiar talking about this because there was a time that talking about weight would have made me feel really embarrassed because I felt that I was on the big fat spectrum. And through various like breaking leg incidents and things like that and, and, and being silly as a teenager, I did put a couple of stones on at one point and then lose it and then put it on again through being fairly bored and doing a bit of comfort eating and, and having a sedentary job and then lose that again. And it's left me with some really queer ideas about food and about how I should relate to it, even though I don't. And mm. also it's now I feel a bit, I mean, I'm comfortable talking about weight in one sense in that I don't feel like I would be looked at on the street as though I were a fat person because I feel like my weight is fairly average. My BMI is 24 for anyone who's interested. <laughs> I was told today on the, uh, on the lovely BBC website, which if you told me that, it puts me in an overweight or obese category. I, I think I disbelieve you because I see myself in the mirror and I look perfectly normal. Mm. I look average. Mm. I've got a few f- fairly untoned wobbly bits, but who doesn't? Mm. You know, it's it's fine. And um, yeah, it's just now I feel slightly uncomfortable because I feel sort of if anyone is overweight and listening to this and feeling victimised by by by, wor- by words like fat and obese because it becomes intensely personal. Mm. If you feel like it identifies you, if it singles you out, that particular term it means so much more and you feel really sort of targeted by it and very self-conscious. And now I just feel a bit, am I being sort of sanctimonious? Well, I used to be fat <laughs> and now I'm just a slightly fat. Yeah. yeah, no, but I think it's just all you can talk about is is your relationship with food and where it leaves you. Yeah. You know, and because and, I find it really interesting because I am in some ways, my relationship with food is quite obsessive. And if through some kind of quirks of genetics and probably habit Mm. um that obsession doesn't manifest itself a as an eating disorder much or b as uh, as 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 a weight problem it just you know but i think about food a lot and yet for me there isn't a thing where it's only in the past probably as an adult in the past 
five years that I've actually started to think about food intake as related to weight very much. Really? Yeah, I did kind of dieting in my early 20s, but not with any kind of very much um, real Mm. awareness. I did it. I did it. I did it to reduce my intake because I knew that that would uh, something called going on a diet makes you lose weight. Yeah. But I didn't really do it with a thought of looking at my intake and being aware of exactly what that meant in terms of the food that I put in my mouth and registering the food I put in my mouth as linked to a way of controlling my appearance. Yeah. And also having emotions and thoughts about my appearance. I did have kind of, you know, ideas about what what culturally is an acceptable weight and, and also a kind of prism of certain kind of uh, probably a bit of confusion because frankly anyone who's known me throughout my life would laugh me out of the house if I ever said that I thought I was overweight yeah because you've never never been overweight no (laughs) never been overweight but you know there's there's something going on where if I as someone who is massively pro food massively pro a positive relationship with food yeah you do can have a relationship where sometimes I will restrict food in order to achieve a certain outcome to do with an emotional feeling about weight that's a that's you know that's powerful stuff man it's yeah powerful it's stuff. very dangerous and I think I mean we're kind of walking straight into the whole what is an eating disorder yeah we probably we probably get into that whole thing I'm gonna find the yeah. quote hang on I'm gonna find the quote because it's it's not really what I thought it is and when you when you actually think about what your own unorganized or obsessive or bargaining thoughts you have about food if if I have this or I don't and I can do this tomorrow or if I have this now and tomorrow I won't have any treats all these little deals you make with yourself are so kind of silly it's just they stupid are. isn't it it's stupid. and and and, it. and it's very but it is it's very it's, it's a really disordered way to think about food because food shouldn't be such a huge factor in your in your, in your life it should be it's something you have to do. You have to eat to stay alive. Yeah. The very basic thing. Yeah. The basic, basic thing. And this comes into kind of a slight political thing about, oh, I should be eating this. I, there's such a thing as superfoods. There's such a thing as, oh, it would be so much better if people weren't eating processed food and raw food and what have you. Yeah. The very basic thing that we need to do is to eat enough calories to maintain our functions that keep us alive. And that is it. And then probably the secondary thing will be, we keep ourselves with a full belly because that that gives us a feel, feeling of well-being all the stuff about vitamins and nutrients and is it good for you is it not good for you actually that's all pretty secondary if you yeah. take it down to a state where you have a food shortage of course you know that's we've got the luxury to, to worry about and choosing and deciding to be informed about food and nutrition mm. but it's in a really bizarre <laughs> new media way like i'm I I can tell you some really strange things that have stuck with me, just not because I found them powerful or important, but because I remembered them because they're linked to food. For instance, I read a magazine article that Kelly Osborne is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, now this could be completely false. Grazia magazine and things like that print all kinds of weird crap yeah. about food, and um, apparently she eats half an apple or something before she goes to sleep, so she doesn't have a restless night and she's not hungry during the night. Wow, but 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 just half an apple, and that really—I was just like half, but just half an apple. I'd, I'd, 
and lo- lots of little kind of weird tidbits of, of, of information about other people's eating habits and they've had a really sort of bizarre twisted impact upon the way I think about food because I think well they, they must be normal then that is someone who's in control of their life and therefore their weight and the way they look and the way they're presented to the world and because I am not that person because I'm the person who thinks a great deal about food but actually lacks self-control in to an astonishing degree i i really i mean we think a bit you think you think that this is the thing is that that we think that it's about self-control yeah it's not it's not and we talk about disordered eating does that mean that normal eating is ordered eating because i don't think it is no it's not it's not at all but yet we have this thing that this incredibly restrictive way of eating it and it's like if she is going to bed hungry and the only thing she is allowing herself is half an apple. No, think it wasn't it, even insane. saying it like that. The tone of, of, of the tip was that it, it was, was a, a treat. This it, is a tip. Well, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> the, the, one of these many pure things people say about the eating, eating habits. And, and, yeah. and that's more accurate. It's eating habits because now when you think, should, should your daily diet be the same thing every day? The same exact rigid portions, the same intake, the same items... <laughs> Should you think so much about food that you have a plan like that in place to have half an apple? Not as though that's a meagre portion. No, no, that was a blessing upon her house. She was having half an apple. It was a treat. She, the tone was gleeful. I get to, I get to have half an apple. Woo! Oh my god! Yeah! And, and I mean, and I, I, I feel sorry. I've said this now because, for all I know, it's just some random shitty but thing. I think it's an someone made up. Of, yeah, but it's, it's just an example of, of, of magazines and the way they perpetuate perpetuate this kind of this idea that to be in charge of your life, you must be in charge of your food and then directly in charge of your weight. And if you're not, you are somehow less than. Yes, that is a very and that is, I think you've absolutely nailed the narrative. That is exactly the very weird narrative that goes on. It's like if you're if you are not able to control your mm-hmm. eating, you are out of control. And therefore, and you know, and that is just like, hello, why not just kind of bring in the eating disorder now? Because yeah. you know, it's, it's all about that. Um, we have one of the things that we were doing when we were discussing this. It's, I've got to give props to the blog because I really yeah. like it. Um, uh, that there's a, a lady who writes a blog called The Fat Nutritionist. Um, and a lot of the stuff there is taken from a, a nutritionist um, she's inspired by a nutritionist called Ellen uh, Satter, who talks about normal eating. And it's just really nice, pragmatic stuff about eating. Um, I came across the blog actually when I was looking up about something about uh, people were mo- mo- moaning about obesity e- epidemics and how isn't it terrible that poor people are obese. And we all know that actually the reason that people are obese is that they need cheap, quick calories yes and that th- those are going to be those are going to be those just gonna you know it's going to make you fat but it's a very pragmatic way of eating it's not a moral failing if you are poor and hungry and you choose to eat chips rather than eat uh, rather than eat broccoli well of course you're going to choose to eat chips rather than broccoli because it's going to fill you up make you feel better and it will give you the most bang for your buck in terms of calories it's not yeah. it's actually not a stupid decision anyway one of the things I thought just we were talking about the normal eating and all of that is this quote um, that, that's from Ellen Satter. Um, and I think it's a really good uh, thought to have, in, to have in our brains, which is normal eating is going to the table hungry and eating until you are satisfied. It is being able to choose food you like and eat it 
and truly get enough of it, not just stop eating because you think you should. Normal eating is about is being able to give some thought to your food selection so you get nutritious food, but not being so wary and restrictive that you miss out on enjoyable food. Normal eating is giving yourself permission to eat sometimes because you're happy, sad or bored or just because it feels good. Normal eating is mostly three meals a day or four or five or it can be choosing to munch along the way. It is leaving some cookies on the plate because you know you can have some again tomorrow or it is eating more now because they taste so wonderful. Normal eating is overeating at times, feeling stuffed and uncomfortable and it can be undereating at times and wishing you had more. Normal eating is trusting your body to make up for your mistakes in eating. Normal eating takes up some of your time and attention but keeps its place as only one important area of your life. In short, normal eating is flexible. It varies in response to your hunger, your schedule, your proximity to food and your feelings. I just think it's a brilliant, a brilliant quote. And I'm 31. I I should know by now that I do I, I do all of that. I'm I'm a normal eater. Unfortunately, I'm not a normal thinker <laughs> when it comes that's to exactly, my eating. That's exactly yeah. we all eat normally. Yeah. We just don't I do think that. about it. Yeah, exactly. And and I create these kind of these silly sort of guilt feelings. And mm. I'm doing that to myself because the food is not. <laughs> the, the food <laughs> the food is just being eaten or not eaten if I'm not hungry. Yeah, food would have to be pretty fucking creepy if it did do that to you. <laughs> Stop it, food. Laurie widened her eyes and kind of glared at me then when she said it would be pretty fucking creepy. And it made me feel really weird. You're scaring me today. Sorry. Yay. It's just I had a really terrible flash of like some, some blob of green goo sat in the fridge kind of growing sentience. Oh. Sorry, everyone. Sorry. Yeah. That, was, that was a particularly disturbing image. And I'll, I'll stop that now. I'll stop that right now. But yeah, so I, I just find it really interesting. It makes me feel better. I, yeah. I, I eat normally. Yeah, exactly. I eat normally despite all my silly bargains and thoughts about what I should do and what I will do and what never happens. Yeah, because it's all—it's always tomorrow. It's always—it's all big talk. It's such a lot of hot air that um, I actually tend to eat what I want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I have two breakfasts most days. Yeah, exactly. But that's because I work shift, and so often, not not every day, but the days when I have free time, I wake up early. Still, I have an early breakfast, then I'm hungry again at mm. ten, and so instead of having a snack, I have another breakfast, and it feels amazing. <laughs> I can say it. Yes, I'm a normal eater, and it's fine. <laughs> you too can eat a loaf of bread a day and maintain your lovely svelte 24 BMI. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> but it is. It's. I think it's just a wonderful, affirming thing to think about, which is yeah. um, that you know, I, I that being normal is okay. Eating like that is okay. Yeah, it's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, completely. That, and that you're not supposed to maintain a certain way of mm. regular ordered eating because i do not know one person who does not have an eating disorder who eats in an ordered regular way no do you know what i mean yeah there are poems that i think you know what you get to is the point where like you say your head is 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 controlling everything that goes on to do with your your food and i think you kind of there is there is something about the normal eating which is getting in touch with hunger which I think is a really a really good one. Yes, because I I had a great experience a while back, which is I engaged in uh, 
I engaged in, in as I said I was going to do some one of those detox diets and I know I know I've I've trashed these in the past and I was like <laughs> Ugh. but the thing was right Will suddenly his his imagination was clearly captured by this right and I was like well boom if 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 his if he's interested in this then anything which is going to get us to look at the way that we and be a bit more aware about how we eat mm-hmm. I, I'm down with that. So I I spent three days eating mung beans. Are you uh, kidding? <laughs> you're, you're not making that up. Mung beans. Mung bean soup. You know, <laughs> I can tell from the name of mung. Mung. Mung does not sound appealing. Mung beans. To be fair, right? Mung beans. I can't. What? To you be must fair. have been. To be fair, the soup itself is quite nice, and right. you can put like you know, it's got it's got it's kind of like a curry. So you've got like a tartar oh, okay. over it, and okay. it's got like cumin and ginger and that sounds quite turmeric nice. and stuff like that. For three days, however, it was like I was imagining kind of boiled butter beans with 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 the little jackets coming oh off and being God, no, and being no. horrid. No, 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 no. Mung beans is more like lentils. Okay, so oh. it's it was like eating a kind of you know a, a mulligatawny soup for three days. Um, but what that sounds like quite a nice detox because the ones I've heard about are not. No, yeah, like that. I would I wouldn't do anything that you know made me made me made you actually not eat. Glory. Yeah, no, <laughs> screw that. And also, you know, you could add vegetables to it and what have you. And of course, like that. and I think what. It really what was really eye-opening about doing it was about how much of my narrative around food is not about hunger and about how I actually fear being hungry and how much of my life I've kind of spent like making sure that I am never going to be hungry yeah so I kind of go around making like I, I sometimes I don't leave the house if I know I'm going to be away from the house for a long time I make sure that I know that I have some food food source either near where I am going or I pack like a banana or an apple or something like that in my bag I know I I when I'm heading out to do some shopping or to run some errands and things I know that there's a particular supermarket I go to in in, in the city centre to buy the fruit that I like to snack on whilst I'm walking around and that's that's not even at meal times that I'm not substituting that for lunch. That's just in addition to. But yeah, I get that same kind of frozen fear. And yet we don't live in a wasteland. No. Venturing no. away from the hearth is not going to be the end of us. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's also, I mean, it, if I if I do get really hungry, then I do tend to get quite shaky. And, you know, I can mm. get hungry fast. And if I get hungry, I get shaky and, and, and kind of I look start to look quite pale. So I do need to eat food. Mm. But um, the thing is, though, I I don't. I probably won't ever get to the situation where that will happen. And also, it's okay to be a bit hungry. Yes, it is. It's quite normal to be a bit hungry and then to eat food and feel full. Yeah. That process is quite normal. Allowing yourself okay. to, feel, to feel hunger can be a bit surprising in that it doesn't feel like the way I always think it's going to feel. Because I'm rarely hungry, but when I am, I'm always slightly shocked that it's not that offensive. Yeah. A, a, a sensation, a mild gnawing. And frankly, it's very easy to forget about being hungry because you tend to be hungry when you're busy doing other real things yeah. in your life. You, well, you're occupied, you're preoccupied. You might run over and in, 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 make it an early, uh, sorry, an, a late lunch rather than the usual time and you 
realize to be fair, to be fair I, I I never forget no. I'm hungry no, <laughs> no but I think no, I mistake I never run over no. <laughs> but that's because you experience hunger like you said quickly whereas I experience greed and desire for sensation and taste. Oh, yeah, and, and that's the other thing. That's the other yeah. side I, I noticed of it. It's like, I got so bored eating this soup. I was doing everything I could to add things to it because I was just like, I want sensation. I am yeah. so bored. And it's like, you know, I don't think that's a bad thing. It's just, it was just really interesting to to separate out, to have the confidence that I can be hungry and I will feed myself and it's okay. You know, I will mm. feed myself and and if I'm hungry, nothing bad is going to happen. No. And also, you know, I, I, I love and take delight in the diversity and, and kind of abundance of food. And that's also fine, you know. It is fine, but it does tie in with the whole food has become a big area of stimulus for people. It's, it's incredibly mm. popular now. I mean, look at us. We're podcasting about food. <laughs> and we've done it for a while. <laughs> and you open at any magazine that is ostensibly about one thing, but actually we'll have some recipes in somewhere. Mm. They all do. It's, it's a really big part of our kind of cultural conversation. And cookery shows, you know, ten a penny. We don't allow food to just be food anymore. Yeah. It's all consuming, which it would be irony. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's not just... No, no one thinks of it as, as just food. It's yeah, it, it's just be, normal. It's become another area in which you must excel, must m- must do well in, and not just that, but it's like having a great holiday. People take pictures of their meals now, and everything. I mean, I I'm fine with it because it gives me a bit of a it gives me ideas. I, I get a bit of a sort of a food lust when I look at somebody else's plate of niceness. But when did that start? <laughs> I mean understandably take a photo of, of yourself by the leaning tower of pisa look where i am guys uh. eat shit england yeah fantastic you're on holidays we're appropriately jealous but can is it really is is it normal to photograph a lunch that you had in, <laughs> in, in a deli somewhere to share with everyone and, and generate this kind of this food envy and everything I know. How, have was, have, have we gone so too brilliant. far with food? It's just making me think of a little, a little pic I saw, saw shared the other day, which is just like a pic of some hipster on the phone going, and the caption said, Instagram is down, just describe your lunch to me. Oh my God, that's so true. I, I don't think I've ever been on Instagram, but I've seen a few photos and they look very nice, very vintagey, aren't they? But um, and it's all, They're all very pretty. But I just... Yeah, when when did it become a big mark of our social status and our aspiration, the way we ate? You know? I know, I like, know, God. And, and it's so all, much fucking weirdness about it's it. It's so weird. And also, there's this... I remember growing up, there were plump ladies around. And, yeah. th- and, and they didn't eat that much. No. They ate the same as their skinny little husbands. And I remember because the plump ladies I'm, I'm thinking of, particularly right now, that all the women I used to call auntie but weren't my aunties. Mm-hmm. They were the Those old ladies, ladies yeah. who lived near my gran, yeah. really. And um, and they'd known me from being a baby and mm. they had names like Edna <laughs> and things like that. And they were plump in that it would never have occurred to them to desire a flat stomach and to stick to a Pilates regime to attain it. Just would not. It was not within that. If if you'd if if they heard us having this conversation, they'd, just laugh they'd slap off. Oh. Yeah, they'd slap us. They'd just oh. think it was hilarious. <laughs> Because food, food was just food. Yeah, <laughs> there were more important things to be done. They had busy lives, for God's sake, <laughs> and, um, and and so it's really twisted the way everything is so kind of image focused now. 
And of course, a direct result of that is everyone examines how you attain your image. How do you look like that? Mm. What, what are you doing or not doing? Tell us. Give mm. us your give us your, your your easy secret. When of course, I mean the the, the truth is you learn it in primary school. Mm. Stop eating Snickers every lunchtime. You probably <laughs> you probably drop a couple of pounds. Yeah, Mia, put it down. <laughs> but so I want it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really straightforward. But um, instead we, we want we want the short fix, don't we? We want to um have our uh, have our lovely lifestyle mm. and yet look like a pop star i know well it's because you've fed these kind of co- these these kind of yeah. dual things going on about a, a, a you know a fetishization of one thing and then food as fuel as another and then it's all to do with health and feeding yourself and obeying the rules and things like that we're making our lives really complex mm. and some things should be quite simple which I, I really like the whole kind of normal eating thing yeah just just ignore it just, just ignore the voice in your head telling you what to do and what not to do and listen instead to your stomach and do what that wants yeah. really i think you were describing something to me i thought that was really interesting was this woman talking about how how she recovered from an eating disorder yeah and... i mean i read this on um on the mm. and it was it was an article posted by a young woman and I, and she gave her name and everything i think i can't remember exactly i should i should have got the actual journalist name but um she was writing an article about how she kind of quells that voice that says well you really should lose a few pounds or you're going to eat that whole cheese sandwich that's not that's a lot of cheese maybe maybe have less to eat later on yeah and and if you have and, this and, and, then run tomorrow exactly you... and and things like i mean one example i think she said you know if, if she feels like she she wanted this 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 item of confectionery or chocolate that she then and, and the voice would say, oh, well, don't, maybe, because you've had two meals already today. Then she had to make herself have it. Mm. Because to listen, to obey that voice even a little bit was just the first step of mm. many that led to, you know, a revival of, of her illness and her being controlled by that again. Mm. And that she had to make herself have every, every everything to eat that she had even temporary yearnings for. Mm. Because to deny herself a bit would have led to a controlling lifestyle where mm. she would lose weight and she she'd kind of start making these little bargains and deals like anyone does mm. and but we think it spiral. we think it's so normal now to be like well just do this tomorrow we'll go for a run later or i won't have tea i'll have wine that's another that's another one isn't it the, oh, the, the yeah. people who kind of substitute because they know they're gonna be having cocktails they won't eat yeah. so they can have their calories in alcohol a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing it isn't is it? it's it's terrible yeah and um and I mean, I really liked her attitude is because it really made, opened my eyes, made me think about my own little voice and the way everyone has these issues and bargains. And actually, I do try and listen to mine, but it just never works. <laughs> but it's I, also... It's I like... made the bargains arse. I'm really sorry, bum, but I, <laughs> I never see it through. I have the chocolate and then I forget to run. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's also, it's like that you don't, that you don't have to take it seriously. Like you give a lot of power to it. Yeah like you know a lot of power and authority because it seems so reasonable and rational and actually actually that inner narrative is just it's just a narrative it's just a voice it's the same voice as the narrative that says i really want that piece of pie i really want that piece of pie and the other narrative going can't have that piece of pie can't have a piece of pie they're just both the same you know one shouldn't be listened to more than the other they're just just and and it, and it shouldn't be so consuming and so you shouldn't be so kind of enthralled by it mm. just 
move on, have the pie, mm. have the pie and stop thinking about it and then get on with your life. <laughs> I know, and I know. Yeah, it's, it's really frustrating. And I, I suppose I sound quite sort of like hetero about it, if only because I recognise a lot of my own behaviours and it makes me really mad that I wasted time thinking like that. Because it's just a waste of time because you know what, after years and years of of thinking about food as it were, A, my enemy, B, my friend, my comfort, my... And it is it is a great joy in my life. I do love cooking. I do love food. But I still look pretty much the same. (laughs) (laughs) Despite all of that, you know, what what if I channeled that energy into doing something else? (laughs) Something good, like, I don't know, painting a really great painting or writing a book or creating a dance troupe. (laughs) No, I, uh, I thought obsessively about food for two decades and... I'm, I just look exactly the way I was meant to look anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, it's yeah, largely a pointless. Time. I mean, to be fair, I have thought about food obsessively for three decades <laughs> because I was born, I, I wrote about this somewhere else, I, I was born with two fists in my mouth. Were you? Yeah. Stop it, that is that, adorable. Yeah. My, my first sentence was more eat. I think, you know... <laughs> It was all laid pretty. Oh, eat. Gloria, eat. (laughs) I just think that's the best thing I've ever heard. You know, I was talking to my friends the other day and uh, and I said, sorry, I've been a bit sweary. I I, I do love a good swear because I do. Hmm. Um, Swear like a sailor. And he laughed and said, my first word was shit. The the writing was on the wall, don't you think? And I was like, oh, you genius. Yes, it was. (laughs) You sweary man. What had his parents been saying to him? I think it's hilarious to teach children how to swear. Mia. Yeah, because then you get to send them back to their parents. You're like, oh, we had a lovely afternoon. And, and their little boy or girl's going, fuck. Wanker. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. I'd love to babysit again. <laughs> Call me. We all know who not to leave our children with, though. But really, how damaging can knowing, what, you know, knowing how to say a swear word be? It's funny for the adults. The child will, will, will likely forget it. <laughs> and I can't remember what my first words were, but I do remember what my first food obsession was. Yeah. <laughs> it was pickled onion monster munch. <laughs> They're a kind of horrible baked crisp. Oh, and um, yeah. I still love them to this day. And my mum said that uh, there was a period of time when I would only eat those ketchup and fruit. <laughs> and, and she had serious worries to my ongoing health. <laughs> she thought that. But I mean, that's just a really great example of just getting some calories in. It'll be if, fine. If your child's being fussy, they're not going to grow up with, you know, Yeah, they kind just of will be fine. They will be Weakened okay. by the experience. They might have two months of only wanting to eat one particular yeah. thing. And just let them. Don't make it into a big deal because, look, yeah. she, she fussed over me. And look, I'm still fussing to this day. I'm still mm. I'm still picky. I'm still weird. Yeah, mm. it's odd. Mm. Well, I mean, but, I think the one thing that comes out of my food obsession is, and I am a good cook. Mm. I mean, you know, that, that I know shit loads about food. Yeah. Like, I know loads about food. And, and you know, I'm quite happy with being able to make nice food. At least that's come out of it. Like that. I imagine that your internal kind of noise is like, la, 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 food is my friend. <laughs> I really like food. <laughs> Whereas for me, there's a kind of sinister ambient. It's joyful, but potentially life destroying. (laughs) Yeah, there's a symphony kind of. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then the kind of yeah. 
poignant violin moment when I'm just collapsed amongst the sweet rappers. Oh, poor me, poor me. Actually, no, my interior monologue kind of goes a bit like this. La, 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 la. Mm, new potatoes in butter or spinach. La, 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 la. Could do an omelette. La, 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 Oh, that's la, a nice la. one. Cheese, cheese in the omelette. La, 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 la. It goes like that. I, that's really nice. <laughs> yeah. Mine's like that without the, the la-las. Or the, the spaces the or pauses. So mine is new potatoes with butter or spinach. I could do an omelette. There's their cheese. What else do I have in? <laughs> What's in cans in the cupboard that I really ought to use before they go out? Um, mm, how old are those artichoke hearts? probably quite old <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of yeah so it, oh yeah i have that as well there's more tension that first so yeah. the soup 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 or stir fry soup or stir fry mm. but i mean again we've done that classic thing because we do because we're grown-ups and we've I, i've managed to get to a place where i have quite a sensible idea about food now Mm. And 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 I and I understand myself, and I forgive myself for being a bit greedy. I'm over it. I'm just over it. <laughs> Life is too short. Um, but there is kind of there's more there's an there's an awful side to it, and the whole kind of we're taught to judge ourselves, and then I pass. I I, I judge other people. I can't stop it, mm. and I don't want to. But the but the impression is so fast. Mm. It's there before you know it. Your judgment is so quick, yeah. particularly because yeah. You, you, you see the visual of someone else and I can, sometimes I see somebody and I, I could tell you what they eat. Yeah. You know, or, or at least I imagine I could, yeah. which is, which is really, it's a really pernicious, horrible way to, to yeah. think. I don't like that about myself. And I must say this, whenever I've been in conversations with girls who've been obsessive about food or boys, um, and it's been obsessive in what I would call the wrong way, as in depriving, moaning, making bargains oh it doesn't look nice suffering and, no, no 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 suffering yeah suffering you know and this sounds quite no callous to suffer. it's um it's not interesting it's not <laughs> it's not interesting if you want to be interesting do not talk about this kind of shit <laughs> don't be us for god's sake but i mean the most interesting people i know tend to talk about what's going on in their life or they'll have opinions or they've got a good conversation and they're not food orientated and they're not engaged in some kind of selfish little battle about mm. their food obsessions and imposing it on you i think it's really it's just really sad it we, is we get so fucking, caught up in yeah, it yeah it, it is it can be i mean if you ever want to see that like ever go go and hang out on some diet forums oh god it's like it can it's everything it's everything and i you know i can understand that you know but you know engaging in a battle with a kind of disordered thinking you know, things nerd thing is gonna kick your ass. Yeah. It's just gonna kick your ass. The only way you can win it is to kinda go, okay. It's like that woman says, it's like I'm sidestepping have, have, you. Yeah. I'm doing everything you're telling me not to. And 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 you will just have to We're not shut gonna up. have a fight. Yeah. We're not gonna have a fight. I'm just gonna do this. You're there. That's the thing. It's never gonna go away. It is never gonna go away. No. You just have to come, become a better manager of it. But I mean going back to that, I when I was younger and there there were these plump ladies. Mm. They weren't known as plump. They, I, I imagine that, given their petite stature, they would probably fall within somewhere in a kind of overweight slash obese category. Mm. Now, I think we need to talk about what the obese categories are. Yeah. Because when, when I'm talking about plump, I don't mean someone who can't get on an aeroplane or who's shut in their house or who 
is wider than they are tall. I mean, people who have a human body mm. with rolls and bumps mm. and there might be a couple of sizes bigger than the average. Mm. And yet we still, we're kind of making that a bad thing mm. and treating them as though they're making poor choice and poor decisions when really it's none of our business. I know. Is that is, and is, we're making it our business all the time. It's a really interesting one because there is that thing that obesity is in some ways a public health issue. Yeah. Because it impacts... When we're talking about someone is becoming disabled from their ill health, it, particularly in countries where you have a national health care, probably not for much longer, thank you very much, Conservative government, mm. but, you know, yeah, when you have public health care, there is a cost to everyone everyone about an individual's choices and yet at the same time yeah what the heck i think it's like an individual's an individual's weight might be a problem but yeah. actually how they manage it is probably up to that individual yeah it's not really our but it's not really our business really and people still feel really free to pass judgment on on someone who's and free overweight. to make and free to make all sorts of flipping interventions and comments like you would never it, it, you would never make a comment about what someone else is eating no. apart from if they're overweight yes and and people feel quite happy to kind of you know go oh well i don't think you should be eating that really should you you know it's like what's any of your fucking business no it's not any of their business and what's i really kind of applaud everyone who's not in some kind of diet group who you know, who talks about it loudly in offices and things because I've I've been subjected and I've done it as well <laughs> and it's tedious to listen to, it's tedious to talk about and but it led me to a, a state where I thought that I assumed, I had the assumption that everyone who was overweight was engaged with it in a battle to lose weight. That's really interesting, yeah. And it's it's not, it's not, it's the, not case the case at all. And there are plenty of happy people who are content with being a size 16 and they're okay with it. They're and not it obese. Doesn't take over just, their every waking thought. They have, yeah, they have bigger problems. Yeah, and and yet, I I assumed that you know obviously it was something they were dealing with at the time, and 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 that they would understand about the point system in the Weight Watchers thing, and that if I made a, a certain comment, it would be part of their narrative also, and they would see where I was coming from. But really, right. no, no, no. And I think it. yeah, good for you. Yeah, you you shouldn't be kind of. If it's not causing you health issues, why, 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 why does it have to be dealt with? Yes, exactly. Why do you have to challenge yeah. it and battle it? And why should it be a priority if, if, if you're not disabled by it? Yeah. Or, or it restricts you in some way. Because, yeah, you can be restricted, you can be restricted by restricting your food intake. You, you know, if you're, if you're at the point where you are so radically restricting your food intake that it's taking over your every waking thought, and that is you know what can happen mm -hmm. then you're just as disabled as someone who kind of can't leave the house because their weight is, is become to a point where they can't yeah. you know they can't actually move and also yeah. there's a whole kind of like kind of cool slant on it you know what it's really not cool to talk about diets and to go and to, and, and, and to go and, and do mumsy things like weight watchers and stuff it's not it's not trendy people trendy people like to assume that everyone knows they're just naturally slender <laughs> And and they glide through life like a willow and it's fine and they eat what they want, but they're so busy having fun, wouldn't even occur to them to put weight on, you know. It's, um, yeah, the image of it is not good, but I, I think it's really, it's naff, isn't it, to talk about being concerned with that stuff. Mm. And I think it's 
it's actually much cooler to just get on with your life and, and be who you are and be interesting. Mm. And Although the care. thing is, though, if you, if you are at a point where your weight or food or whatever you is controlling your life okay then that yeah. is the point where the other way you when you're eating help. too much and you're just compulsive. yeah well no when you're eating too much and you're compulsive or binge eating or you're eating too little and you're you're you know and it's in some way or if you're i mean if you're like me and you think about food all, all the, time. the time you know if you start to think this is actually controlling me then that's when you want to seek yes. help but i i don't think many people well i i say that Maybe lots of people have, have, have sought help after being on the receiving end of comments from others. But I mm. never did. It never changed the way I felt about anything. If anything, it would just make me feel bad. Mm. And then I'd... I, it wouldn't really affect my life anyway. That, that I'd, then I'd feel bad. I just felt bad. Because making positive changes and being a bit healthy and going for the odd jog, that's something you do for yourself. Mm. And I don't think anyone has ever cajoled or helped me along the road with a few well-chosen words. You see, I have a thought about weight loss, which is a bit of a weird one, which is actually, I mean, I can, I can do like if I, my, my weight is pretty, pretty constant, but if I want to drop half a stone, I have to say that the only way I can engage with that is by being a bit obsessive. Oh yeah. Which is a bit weird because it means that I enter into that weird place of engaging with things, even though I'm kind of very pro a positive yeah. food. And it becomes approach. a real numbers game, doesn't it? Food starts being food and it becomes yeah, portions and Negotiations. a certain amount of things. You allow yeah. yourself amounts of things. Definitely. Because I, I mean, things. the way I do it is calorie counting and it yeah. works for me. But. And it works. I mean, that's why it's so dangerous because it works. Because mm. people can establish order in this area of their life. Mm. Calorie it, counting f- works. Of yeah. course it does. Yeah. And it's also, it's more flexible than anything else because I can just, yeah, I can, if, if I feel like eating more, I eat yeah. less and I kind of just. But yeah, it does make me think though. It's like if you wish to engage with how and what you eat is there a way to engage with it that also allows you to lose weight without entering into that weird area of letting the voices control you exactly and i mean the problem with becoming with engaging with the whole calorie counting thing or doing diet clubs and things so much is that they often it's a regime you're entering into particularly with things like weight watchers they work but it does kind of take over your life a bit and most people regain the weight because because you can't make your life about that, and then at some point it stops being about that, and so then you never address the, you never address the underlying. Of stuff. course, you're not. You're just changing. You're kind of you're installing a temporary regime, aren't you? And and then that regime slips, and you go back to your old ways, which were never changed. You just yeah. you, you just impose a new order temporarily over your actual or, habits. Yeah, or you found a new way of talking to yourself. Yeah, which probably didn't actually change the underlying voice. And I think the expectations of things like those groups are so high and people do very well on them and good for them. Mm. But often they put the weight back on and things because it's not realistic to maintain no. that kind of rigid effort and thought process about food constantly. Yeah. It's tiring. I mean, the, the, the other thing is like, are we moving towards saying, well, you know, kind of on the line with fat acceptance movement and what have you, which is, you know, if if you are, you it is possible to be, it is possible to be overweight and to be healthy. And mm. if that helps you to maintain a an effective relationship with food, is that 
is that the way forward? I have to say, there are some aspects of the fat acceptance movement I'm really challenged by because I, I have never questioned the idea that obesity is linked to health problems. But then, no, I haven't either. I know. Is that is that a grey area? Is that in doubt? I thought that was a cert. I think it is pretty much a cert statistically. But then people's bodies are different. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's and, it, and I think it, yeah. and I suppose for some people it's like you've got to weigh up is it better for me to be at peace with how I eat? And if being at peace with how I eat means that that girl you were describing means that she just has to eat the crisps, she has to eat the chocolate and that is how it is. Is it better for me to be at peace with how I eat and that might mean that I wear a dress size over what I would if I was not at peace? Then maybe that's the choice that I make. Yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I kind of, because there suppose, are some ideas I kind of, I, I am like, yes, you might be healthy and what have you at a certain weight, but you probably would be putting less stress on your organs and what have you if you weighed less. But then yeah. again, people make the pragmatic it's, choices that they have to make. It's very individual, isn't it? Because, I mean, I suppose I'm imposing my own thought patterns upon yeah, these and my own assumptions because I assume that as soon as you stop obsessing and just allow yourself to be at peace with you with food it is what it is you enjoy it move on mm. let's not make this a good and bad mm. episode there's no good cop bad cop mm. element in this it's, it's like just food talking about food crimes it is yeah it is just food. it's just um and and I I what you see what happens to me is that when I stop worrying about it so much I become healthier because I'm not thinking about it so much mm. and that in itself doesn't trigger a process of eating more because I'm you know I'm quite visual you sh- mm. I, I think of a picture of a cake and now I want cake <laughs> for god's sake I want cake right now Gloria you've made me talk about it Sorry. And, yeah. <laughs> no, but, but, but I'm not that bothered because I know I could probably get cake or make cake or it's fine mm. but the, the more kind of serene my thinking or, or not thinking about it is the healthier I become because I don't obsess but perhaps that's not perhaps some people eat thoughtlessly I didn't really do that Mm. I thought a lot about it Mm. and I ate a lot and I made poor food choices and and relished the guilt sometimes Mm. and really bought into that Mm. and I think um other people perhaps just eat without paying attention yeah I think for me there's a balance to link which is I can just get into a pattern of eating thoughtlessly, which I think actually it's quite beneficial to eat with thought sometimes, which is not to obsess about it, but just to check in with yourself every so often and be like, oh, yeah, nice. eating, not just putting it in your mouth without feeling or experiencing. Yeah, or... Looking at your plate, looking at the food you're eating, enjoying it visually yeah. in, a, in, a, in every way and having an Being experience. There, yeah. yeah, not disconnected from hunger and eating. I can do that. So I think and usually if I disconnect from it in that way, then I'll probably put on a couple of pounds. So it's like, well, mm. if I want to, if I want to connect back with it, then if I get in tune with hunger and eating and feeling it, then I will naturally regulate myself. It's just, I have a tendency to mm. not connect so much. And then I eat with different motivations, I think. Yeah. I'm not eating with true hunger. I'm eating with something different. Most of what I eat isn't with true hunger at all. No, God, no. <laughs> not close. I know. We're completely fortunate to live in this brilliant system. If I I'm could like... eat when I was hungry, I'd probably be super skinny. <laughs> but, but I can't. The reality is that I eat when, I eat when I'm hungry and I also eat other times. Mm. And that, I just, that is just going to have to be all right. Yeah, exactly. But, but, but I'm lucky in that the size I am and the body, as much as I might have fought against it, I've never been an imposition upon society. Mm. I've never 
been uncomfortable to be around on public transport. I've never had to buy two tickets because I've never been obese. Mm. I've been a bit overweight mm. a couple of times. I've, I've, I've looked not brilliant in swimming costumes mm. for a, a couple of periods of my life. But that's not overwhelming. No one's being put out by me mm. except my inner sort of confidence and things. Mm. I think every, everyone has... You, you say obese or... Um, overweight and everyone gets a different picture in their head don't they and and I'm thinking of just somebody who's just a bit beyond the average Mm. but of course the scale is massive and sliding and there's a whole kind of realm of fat we haven't talked about and 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 for us as I mean I'm affected by it too I I think I'm a liberal but maybe I'm not because I'm quite mean if someone I was saying to you earlier if if I'm on if I'm on the bus because I still use public transport and someone hasn't left me half my seat which I've paid for by the way, they haven't paid for two tickets. They paid for one, and I've paid for one. So get off my half of the seat. Would you pick up your arm fat and put it on your belly? Thanks would very you, much. <laughs> would you like have it. a different feeling about it? Would you have a different feeling about it if it was uh, if it was someone who was just massively stacked, who was a proper unit? I still think that's kind of gross, though. It's gross <laughs> in a different way. It's it's big. It's muchness. It's still massiveness. I still feel imposed upon. You're still in my personal space. Get out of it. Mm. I still feel really kind of... But I don't like that. I'm quite into having my own personal space. <laughs> I don't like people trespassing, particularly just because I think... And there's I've got a strong sense of fairness, and it's unfair that I am not allowed to sit peacefully in an area which I have temporarily rented <laughs> for the time of my journey and see it through without being uncomfortable. To be fair, sitting peacefully on public transport isn't exactly ever one's experience. <laughs> no, not really, particularly at rush hour. But but often, because of the hours I work and things, I do, I'll take the bus when it is mm. moderately quiet mm. and it shouldn't be an issue. But I think that for me, that makes me quite emotional about it. Mm. And then I have all these negative, fat, stereotypical ideas like, oh, you should eat less. Yeah. And and and, and like, how, 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 do how I dare know? you have fried chicken? And what I I can smell something. And I bet they've got you know burgers in that bag or something. And I think, what am I doing? I'm a monster. Yes. And, but but I can't stop it because they've done something to me personally. And then I'm just on the attack. I'm full on bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know if they've done something personally or they're just being. You know, they're just being in a. And you know, the other side of it would be just being. It can't be that pleasant to not be able to fit on a seat. You know? I know. I know. Yeah, it, it's like. And there are times I felt a huge sympathy for people who've struggled, but. In other ways, there are lots of people who don't seem to care. Yeah. That they're taking up more space than they really ought to. Than they really ought to. Yeah, well, those buses are designed to fit two people per seat. But then I'm holding my end of the bargain. But then the other side of the argument would be the buses also want a profit margin, so they make the seats quite small. So if you're a very tall person. Damn you, Gloria. Damn you. Well, I'm that's, tall. That's I'm 5'11". I that's, sometimes have to stoop my head. That's what you get, like in airlines as well. It's uh, yeah. the other thing. is like it's a real... Because uh, they want to cram in people, many people. People are getting bigger and deal with it. Or or do we not? See, I don't know. I, I, I'm really... Uh, I'm, I think I, I find... I find that I've... I feel like I've been programmed by a certain way of thinking about weight. That even though I am massively pro food i am pro eating in a way i am i am pro people being happy with their weight and not mm. suffering 
you know, in whatever way that would be. Uh, yeah, I still I still am I'm challenged by certain aspects of like thinking about obesity and around obesity. And I realise that quite a lot of it for me is unprocessed. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I just have an instinctual thought about it. Yes. And I'll be like, yeah, same thing. Why are you eating that? You're overweight. And, and it's, it's like, what does that have to do with me? Exactly. And it really is none of my business. It isn't. No. But, oh God, I mean, I don't know if if, if this is a really crazy kind of uh, thing to have, but it really ties in with the public transport theme, really. I mean, when someone sits next to me who hasn't washed, I'm offended. <laughs> And not just in in my nose. I'm a, I I have I have those those thoughts that lead on naturally that thinking. Why haven't you washed? Why? How dare you get on this bus and pollute my space with that stench? Wash. Soap is cheap. I don't believe you don't have access to water. There's in it's in public bathrooms. Go, go wash your head. Go go go. How go. dare you? And it makes me full of like kind of horrid horrid angry thoughts. But I think, again, that's just because I'm quite precious about <laughs> about, about clothes. You it? have impinged upon me. I don't know. You see, that's the thing. Yeah, it is. The thing and, is, and, and, really, and, and so really... we're going back to either neglect or choice or both of those things. Neglecting to do something for yourself, neglecting yourself in some way, which overeating can be a form of neglect. You, mm. you're, you're neglecting to keep yourself healthy and the fittest you can be. But, but that, I do that's that too. That's a responsibility yeah. that they have to themselves. Of it's course. not to us. It's not to us. And and it's it's the idea of choice as well. And mm. that's what is inflammatory. People assume, well, you're making poor choices. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's all of a sudden it's your responsibility and your choice. Mm. Whereas it, you know what? For some people, it just might not be. And of it's course, like, and that is the problem with the narrative that we have kind of going on is. It's like it's not recognising that there's so much stuff going on. It's not as flipping simple for a lot of people. No, it's, it's not, not as simple as just getting at peace and stopping and and finding a different way around the eating. Because, yeah, because if it was, people wouldn't have a problem with their yeah. weight and wouldn't be miserable about their weight and what have you. And I, I mean, I imagine most people make the same terrible assumptions I do, which is that, well, not assumptions, but this ignorant blind feeling that um again unprocessed that their lives are not as complicated as mine but of course they are yeah they they have as many complex issues and ideas about food about every single part of their life that i do why do i assume they're somehow a blanker canvas that is <laughs> that is just the line that needs to be straightened yeah you know <laughs> there's a good thought it's a good thought there's the, there's this instinct that but it's simple. It, but it, it it's just simple. Just do it. It's simple. Really? Yeah. Is it? Because I don't find it that simple. <laughs> why Why am I assuming that what is difficult and complicated yeah. for me is straightforward and easy for someone else? And I do that. And I think that's a big part of why we get so cross about yeah. things and why people have um, opinions, particularly like you were saying, that obesity is, is an economical thing. Yeah. And... I mean, I'm not really aware because I've kind of dropped. I've been on holidays and stuff, and I'm, I've not been reading papers, so I'm just kind of catching up. But um, there's a big kind of like healthcare funding mm. thing, and people are being quite angry about how much money is spent on caring for people who are overweight and obese. People always will. I mean, you know, it's it's because it's like you know, it's the same thing where you know people are angry about money that's spent on people who smoke or money yeah. that's spent on people and it's like because it's a lifestyle choice that affects health mm -hmm. 
But then I think, you know, it's like, it's not as simple as that. It's just not as simple as that. And for no. some people, it might not be a flipping lifestyle choice, you know, particularly to do with weight. Yeah. You know, and, and there is there is a very strong narrative about to do with, uh, you know, alcohol abuse that it's not a choice, you know, that it is a disease. Of course. So it's like, why? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think we should I mean, just kind of... That's kind of an accepted part of, of, of what people think of when they think of alcoholism, that it, it is a disease. Yeah. That is part of our accepted understanding of it. Yeah. We don't question that anymore. Although I think I think I should probably be cautious about kind of saying that of morbid course, obesity. We're not comparing obesity compared to, to alcoholism, alcoholism because it's, it's I think different. some people are not, are naturally going to be large, and I really do believe that. Yeah, but I I say that within certain certain parameters of they are able to access food. Mm. You know, I mean. Mm. What, oh God, what did I hear once? I think it was on the TV or radio. Someone made a really horrible comment about a bloody con- concentration camp and said, well, you don't see, you, you never saw a fat person in a concentration camp. Well, what? 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 You mean people who were starving to death? What? And, what? and that was their argument about, about people who say, oh, it's a medical condition. Now, I'm talking about people who are different shapes and sizes within normal circumstances, within within an environment where they can access food. Let's, yeah, establish some rules here. Jesus. Jesus. But, uh, yeah, I know. Ones. Horrendous, isn't it? <laughs> I know. And, and so, um, but people are, and do we really, why do we expect it to be that we're all the same? I don't understand. Mm. And, and I do expect that. I've been programmed the same way. I've looked at enough magazines to think that I should look a certain way, and mm. I've, I've had to fight against that. But it's also left me with the assumption that other people should too. Mm. And of course, we never have. I'd, people I grew up with were all different shapes and sizes. Yeah. And it was fine. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, the last sort of decade or so, my maybe not the media itself has changed, but my perception of it and my exposure to it mm. has been such that I kind of left with the idea of, well, I'm wrong because I don't look like that. <laughs> Therefore, I am wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I'm just incorrect and that people who don't too are incorrect. Yes, I think that's really we are all incorrect. We're all incorrect. I sound so creepy. No, but You're I, incorrect. I think I think I don't think <laughs> I, I don't think correct you. Correct, <laughs> right? Well, like, the thing is, though, I will order you. I think there's. I think I don't think that it would be unfamiliar to people who are listening to that to this to say, "Oh yeah, no." I think there'd be quite a few people who recognise that mm. I am incorrect. But yeah, I think yeah, I think we we might kind of just wrap it up there after our kind of meandering through oh, some sorry, of the yeah, issues we should, gloria had a list we were gonna go i think actually though we have thoroughly we've covered, it. It. We, we've covered it we've covered everything okay i oh just good. let it i let it flow because i knew that we'd we'd cover everything so, <laughs> so it's fine yeah sorry if it's been a bit ranty mm. i'm i'm not this mean a person <laughs> i'm really nice she is I'm she, so she's nice. actually actually it's i'm i'm doing this under duress otherwise she's going to gloria I will correct you. <laughs> Correction. God. But um, yes. Yeah. So sorry, this wasn't one of our funny ones. But uh, <laughs> you know, there's only so many fat yeah. jokes you can make. It's uh, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Food. Psychological issues. <laughs> but yeah, we may return to this at a later date. Perhaps I think this is probably one that people want to talk about. Possibly. So if you've, if you know what, if you were yelling at uh through yeah. yeah if you're yelling at us at any point during this podcast do also yeah a little disclaimer none of this is scripted and 
in, in, in the normal human way of things, I do say kind of really dickish things. <laughs> I say 20% of the time. So the chances are I've probably pissed people off a bit sometimes. Yeah, so, and, but there's something, there's an experience you want to share or you yeah. just kind of about food and what you've learnt or like just you you were like that is so incorrect I feel like I'm going to stab you in the eye exactly but or an aspect of, of, of these topics that we haven't covered because of course we haven't there are tons no. we've, we've barely glanced upon it the surface but. then um, uh, you know let us know we've got a Facebook page <laughs> check us out it's Crimes Against <laughs> Food um, you can post up on the site we've got the forums going and everything so just com and have a mooch around um mm. and yeah we'll 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 keep an eye out and we we do read everything that comes through so we do register what you're saying yes and um yes i've been gloria lind mia Steele. lovely to speak with you Thanks. bye bye